Hello! Welcome to Turning 30 with Sisi Kumi. You guessed right, I am Sisi Kumi and I will be your host on this podcast. But no, I am not 30 yet. I believe in preparing in advance for phases of our lives and 30 being a landmark birthday, it is important to prepare for it. This podcast is all about learning to navigate a new decade of adventure with lessons from those who have gone ahead in this journey. There would be conversations and lessons they wish they learned before 30 across every aspect of life. Love, parenthood, finance, friendship, work, rest, and everything else in between. We would also talk about life since they turned 30, and all of this in a relaxed and fun setting. I'm excited about turning 30, and I hope you come on this journey with me. Thank you. Hello, welcome to another episode of Turning 30 with CC Kumi. Um, today we have Valentina Marinze with us, and she's going to just talk a bit about our journey so far in our 30s. Um, when I invited her, she mentioned she's a mint 30, and I, I think it's really nice to have um someone new in the decade because it, it's able to bring a mix of different perspectives into it. As I did mention in um the initial teaser episode, sometimes when we've gone so far into an activity, we sometimes lose sight of those things that seemed so mighty to us, and it's important to remember how far we've um come along. So really excited to have Valentina here and I'm sure we're going to have a really lovely time discussing. Valentina, is it okay if I call you Val? Yeah. All right. So um, do you mind introducing yourself? Um, Hi, everyone. My name is Valentina. I'm a pharmacist. I currently work for a pharmaceutical company. I'm the country representative for Nigeria. So um, I've, I started by being a sales representative, then a key account manager, then a country representative. I'm tasked with establishing the company in Nigeria, making sure it grows root, making sure it is stable, making sure it succeeds so that the company can actually be situated in Nigeria. You know, so um, I like to write. I like to journal things, and um, I'm a foodie. So that's basically the fun part about me. And I love. I would say I, I'm getting boring as I'm getting older, but I think I'm also getting refined as I'm getting mm. older. But that's basically about me. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Val. So um, I think uh, as you said, it's more getting refined. I usually tell people that if you invite me out and I actually come out, it's one of two things. I love you deeply or the event is giving me money. There's no in between. So if I don't love you, the before I come out, it's really hard because there's so much to do as you grow older and as you're trying to focus more on your goals and your ideas and you're like every in fact 24 hours is no longer enough yeah and every, and every spare time you get you just want to rest yeah, i would tell you for a fact that when i was in school i could sleep by 4 a.m and wake up by 6 a.m i can't do that now i would be cranky the whole day i my head would be all over the place i can't focus so i try my best to have enough sleep otherwise i'm done for wonder where did all that time go to and because you're thinking that oh it's still the same routine it's still the same nine to five eight hours that we used to go to class for so what's different but there's just something that 
zaps your energy. I don't know what it is, but it's there. I don't know. I won't say I'm old. Yeah. You know? I think I think it's a combination of different things really probably maybe the we have more responsibilities now like I was I I, I was thinking about something one day I think sometime last week I woke up and I didn't want to go to work and I just thought back to when I was in school and if I didn't want to go to class because it was attendance was 75 percent you didn't have to get 100 percent attendance for each course and i could just calculate okay we have maybe 20 classes i can attend maybe 17 and intentionally miss three and i still make my attendance but with work work is 100 percent attendance and even if you're going to take a leave you have to notify like you can't just not show up at work yeah so i was just like oh my god (laughs) so i think things like that you have to be more responsible and you're you have more um there's much more expected from you on some levels when you're in school you just have to read what you're thought (laughs) you're nothing more but now you have to apply you have to be wise you are unfortunate to live in lagos where you also have to be street smart you know every sense of your body has i mean it's stressful after going out you're coming back and it's just me my bed sleep you don't even have time to or anything yeah all right so um you did mention that you like to write and i, I just have a question so if you're going to write a book about your life what what would the title of that book be hmm. Interesting. I, I have a very generic title and it may, I mean, I may begin to sound like a broken record, but I would call it a testament of God's grace. Because mm. mm. I would say at first I wasn't conscious of it, but when I became conscious of it, I realized that uh-uh, I wasn't even playing any role at all. I was just sitting and spectating and things were just falling in line for me. You know, if I was conscious early enough about how much I could have gotten, um, how much I could have achieved, how much peace I could have had having a relationship with God, I would have done it earlier. Mm. You know, but I took a long time. There were there were a lot of back and forth, a lot of I know this, I don't know this, a lot of backsliding, a lot of going back to not talking to God, a lot of all that until just before my 30th and maybe my 29th-ish, 29th, maybe, yeah, three months after that. And I realized that there's just something. And it came with the whole everybody telling me, oh, you're so lucky, you're so lucky. And I'm wondering, what is luck? And then it turns out that I'm not lucky. I just have the grace of God. And I believe everybody and if I was conscious about it long ago, it would have really, really made like a lot of decisions I made, a lot of mistakes I made. It would have really, really um, shortened the time between when I certain things to when I achieved those things, you know. But all the same, it was still there. The grace of God was still there waiting for me to finally come into it, finally become conscious survive in this life this is the only way everybody's like you have to be logical you have to be smart you have to be all that but if factor you can be successful you can be everything but you would struggle Mm -hmm. you would struggle god makes things easy so even when you're suffering even when you're in bad times it's easy you know and people wonder like how is she doing it how is she kind of it's just the grace so i will tell you 
about two or three interesting stories. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, um, this should help to shape the conversation. So the first one, I always wanted to be a mechanical engineer. I'm a pharmacist. You would say what happened. Yeah. Well, I dropped out after my third year because I wasn't, it, it was just like a switch went off in my head. Wait, I dropped out were, you, were you already in mechanical Yes, I was in, I was in my third oh. year. And I dropped out, you know, a screw went loose in my head. No reason, nothing at all. I just, I wasn't doing bad. I just decided I'm not doing this again. And I noticed going forward when I became more conscious that when I make drastic decisions like that, it's just God nudging me that this is wrong. You know, I may have felt it years ago. I may have felt it before that big decision, but because I wasn't conscious, I resisted it. So imagine I wasted three years of my life studying mechanical engineering instead of starting pharmacy from the very beginning, you know. And then I got into pharmacy. First of all, it wasn't all fanfare and all that. Imagine in Nigerian home, you get back home and I just met. Yeah. What happened? The Did this happen? Do you know they were all ready to? And then they were making inquiries at former school and everything and nothing came up and they're like what happened for christ's sake you just woke up and i said i'm not going back you know it was firm a decision that was so firm that i was like i'm not going back i don't know why but that was it and that was all and um what do i do next i can't just decide i'm not going to school and not doing going to go back to school and read another course or am i going to learn a skill you know and do better but um luckily it was one of the times when i was close to god you know i used to pray i was conscious a bit but not very conscious you know the type of consciousness where when you need something you ask and then you get it you run back (laughs) i needed guidance and whenever stuff like this happens it means god is pulling my attention to something especially when he takes those drastic measures to drag me out and get my attention so i decided to pray and well, that's how I entered pharmacy school. Everybody says pharmacy school is hard, pharmacy school is difficult, pharmacy school is all that. And I never said this to anybody in pharmacy school, so it's not inconsiderate. But I mean, I've left pharmacy school for more than five years, so I can say it now. Pharmacy school was never hard for me. I enjoyed pharmacy school. It was one of the easiest things I had done in my life for like, the period when I dropped out to when I graduated, it was lovely. And I would say that ease came because I had the grace of God. I was doing what God wanted me to do. So he made it easy. So even when it was difficult, even when it was hard, even when it was all yada, 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 nah, it wasn't for me. And I'm going to be honest, it absolutely wasn't difficult, you know. And um, people be like, oh, she doesn't come to read in class. How come she's doing well? You know, all that young. <laughs> You know, I'm like, don't know. I was not very conscious of what it was, but I knew it was something. And I knew it made whatever it was I was doing in pharmacy school easy for me. And, um, you know, in as much as pharmacy school was easy for me, it also wasn't easy to the point where I was even an average student. I was a distinction student. That was how... so. I also understand going forward that when you're conscious, you cannot be below excellent. When you're conscious about what God does for you, you can't be below excellent. As long as you are doing that, 
with him. It has to be excellent so that when you say God did it, everybody is not looking at average. Everybody is not looking at mediocre. They are looking at, oh, this is actually something that a great God can do. You know, if I was conscious about God in that space, in that period, I'm very, very sure that I wouldn't have made the mistake of reading engineering in the first place. So first of all, there was a delay in of three years in my career path. But I would say there is no delay with God, you know. He would keep waiting and keep waiting and waiting for you to consciously come into that space so that your will and his will can align, or rather, you align with his will. And then you go on from where you stop. I mean, the only place where there is no hope is in death. As long as you're alive, God's plan would always continue to find its way around you. You can't even try as much as you can to destroy it, you know. So that's the first story. And the second story goes thus. After pharmacy school, everybody was internship, internship. I want to do it in a federal establishment, you know, because then the pay was, mm, it was sweet. Uh, as in, you know, and um, I was like, ah, me too, I'll get money in a federal establishment. Me too, I'll make this money. I will do all this. So, you know, I, I just focused on getting a teaching hospital so I can ball. Um, I suffered though. Hmm. I waited and waited and waited and waited. While my mates had started internship, I was still waiting and waiting. I started internship, I think, almost, um, <clears throat> almost seven months or eight months after after adoption. I know, like in internship getting an internship slot is usually very annoying in Nigeria. Like I think across board nursing, pharmacy, doctor I would if you are not being too money focused, it's not hard because there is every pillar and at every post. You can go in there you can do your internship at community pharmacy. I in a community pharmacy last really? last wow. last last I People don't like going there because the pay. I had no idea. So for pharmacies, they wait that long because they want something more, you know. But got me something, and I wasn't. I was. I was so unconscious about it. Like I said, I was so money, money, money that I wasn't looking at what he was teaching me. And he put me in a particular pharmacy that was somewhat difficult. So I did my internship in a difficult pharmacy. And I learned a lot there that now shaped the kind of person I am in my career. You know, I worked under a fast-paced organization. The MD was ambitious, my goodness. She would push you to the point where you're like, I can't believe I'm doing this. But in hindsight, you know, you, you see how, yes, it wasn't so great then. But in hindsight, I tell myself that, look, you're this way because you went through this process. If you honestly had gone to maybe a teaching hospital, a whatever, to get the money, you won't be this way. You won't be this laser focused. Because, I mean, I had pharmacy school so easy for me. So I wasn't focused on a particular thing because somehow, somehow I knew I was going. So I needed that internship to kind of streamline me. To let me know that, look, in the real world, this is how things are done. You don't just have an exam the next day and you're reading just by 5 a.m. That's what I used to do in pharmacy school. I have like this jotter that I jot down everything. 
and I have an exam by instead of me to have started, you know, I just read my jottings and for whatever reason, somehow, somehow is what I read that is to come up. The grace of God, so easy, so sweet. But the real life was not like that. There was no cheat code. In as much as God is going to help you, you still have to follow the process. You still have to know what to do. You still have to be sharp. You still have to be very responsible because I learned responsibility from that setting. So it was a very harsh setting. But I mean, diamonds are not formed in nice conditions. They are formed in the good pressure and heat and all that and then they come out shiny and everybody's like diamond is expensive but what it went through if they put you inside the same thing that the diamond went through would you stand you know but um it was important that i went through that process because um it helped me in a lot of decision making it helped my confidence you know it helped my ambition i i didn't used to be too ambitious I just wanted to finish. In fact, let me tell you, I wanted to get married when I was 25. It was a Saturday. So I was like, oh my God, my birthday and my wedding anniversary the same year. By the time I see, it's also my 25th wedding anniversary. You know, all those silly, silly thoughts. But you know, before <laughs> I turned 25, I saw me in the hands of men that I just put marriage to the back of my head. You know, like, so I was, I was now more focused on other things because it was coincidentally around the same time I started my internship, you know, around my 25th. So I had other things to bother about than whether I'm getting married at 25 <laughs> or not married at 25. So it opened my eyes to a lot of possibilities, a lot of things that I, I just wanted a simple life, do my internship, maybe marry an Odogu that will open pharmacy shop for me and sit <laughs> house, cross egg and be, you know, but that wasn't what God wanted me to do. It is like I've said too much that if you don't sit up and have this conversation with me, you're going to make the same mistake you made when you went to go and read mechanical engineering and take your life three years behind, you know. So that's the second interesting story, you know. Every other person got internship, well, wherever it was, they got internship. In fact, I had some mates that waited longer. I had some that waited like 11 months, but... um. At that time, like I said, my relationship with God was asked, and then when you get something, you bounce. So it was in his opinion that I do my internship in that community pharmacy. So I did. And I came out, and then I did my youth service. And um, I've always been, and in as much as I was in the pharmacy space, in as much as I was in the pharmacy space, I've always been, I want to do research and development. I want to find the cure for cancer, or at least be like in that part, you know, I always wanted to do research. Favorite subject of pharmaceutical chemistry, you know, I love the fact that I can synthesize something out of something else. And so leaving pharmacy school, that was all in my head, research and development, research and development. And then it's like, this girl hasn't still learned her lesson, you know. And then he's like, okay, you want to do research and development, you will need money for the master's. You also need money for the PhD. And of course, we both know that you won't want to do it in Nigeria. So you have to make some money at least so that you can save up. So you have to look for what? a job. <laughs> money. And um, unfortunately, after my internship, I, I had like an even worse experience mm. during IST with the community pharmacy I was working in. And then I told myself, you know what? I'm not doing community pharmacy again. 
And I started chatting all my friends that I knew that were working in multinational companies as medical sales representatives. You know, please, if there's vacancy, I'm about to finish my NYSC. Let me know so I apply. You know, I applied a lot. You know, so before I finished my NYSC, I got an interview. By the time I was wrapping up my NYSC, I got the job because because I finished it, I had to do my NYSC in October. So by December, I'd resigned. By January of the next year, I started my new job as a medical sales rep. You know, I didn't even do the community pharmacy to use and hold body, you know. And um, I would say in Nigeria, if you're working for multinationals as a pharmacy, the pay is actually good. So it was it was like, oh, I would just work here for maybe two, three years. I get my money. I go do my master's, you know, all that. You know, I just do what I have to do. And then I run back to running the show on my own, not aligning. You see, if I aligned with God's will a long time ago, I wouldn't have been so scattered running here and there. It just makes a whole lot of difference. It makes a whole lot of difference when what you're doing has God's backing. Makes it easy for you. And I started with the first example of pharmacy school being easy because that's exactly how it works. When you are in line with what it's easy, you don't stress. And even if you stress, you're not suffering. You know, it's just, there's just that ease and peace around it, you know. So I still had that at the back of my mind. In fact, during my interview, when they asked me, where do you see yourself in five years? I said I'll be maybe UK or US. <laughs> I actually had it like that because in my mind, you wanted to be honest and not... open. Yeah. And apart from that, yeah, I felt like, oh, this is after my company. You don't expect me to die here. So in five years' time, I've left you people to go and do the thing I want to do with my life. You know, you know what God did next. You know how he takes those drastic decisions. He put this passion for Nigeria in my heart. Mm. That's the reason I'm still here with you people. I love this so much that I don't want to leave it. I want to see how I can make in my little space, you know, how can I make things work in this country? How can I do something tangible for, for this country that God put me here? He didn't put me here for, I don't know, I just stopped. I would have done all the research. I know everything I'm supposed to do to take the next step. Always an issue, you know? And then I realized that deep down, I, I didn't want to leave. I just wanted to, yeah, you know, I wanted to stay in this country and see what I can do. The country tries to, mess you but I mean it is just so difficult for me to make that decision that I would leave called to leave so I stayed in the company I had worked with the first year and um, it was nice they were like family those not I mean it was really nice and I'm like oh what a good job you know and cozy here it feels like home why why should I leave and then the second year in that company still a nice company my one of my managers used to say the reward for work is more work. So apparently, one well, my first year there, and they decided to put me in another franchise and um, still as a sales rep, and it was a difficult franchise, you know. And then I did what I was coming out of it, you know. So I did so well last year that they moved me from where I was and put, oh, this girl can make things happen. She can make things work. She's really good at this sales job. And then I was doing exactly the same thing I was doing last year. 
Mind you, without the help of God, I was just doing like go to work, strategize, this, 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 you get that, 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 you put A, you get, you know, I did it and nothing. And then I started to realize I did a lot when, as I like headed towards, as at the timeline, I was 29. So I reflected a lot because apart from getting older, there were some attitudes that I had to drop along the way. So it takes a lot of reflection for me to decide what course to go. And this is not um, spiritual reflection. It's just personal. I sit down and I'm like, what can I do better? What's, what should I improve? What should I take away? You know? And, I was, and I'm like, now, every single thing in your life, I, you know, I just started giving the examples of adulthood, but... I reflected that then, and I'm like, every single time that you consciously, albeit for selfish reasons, put God first, focused on him and what he asked you to do, it was easy for you. And I kept thinking back for an example of when I had done that, and it wasn't easy for me, and none came up. So every single time that I consciously paid attention to pray, to read my Bible, to listen in church, to, you know, it was like there was this ease that I just had that period until I now decide to have him because technically I see it as a chore. I don't see it as building a relationship with a being. I saw it as a chore. Pray, then you give me. Then when you give me, I run away, you know. But you see, eh? When you sustain it, when you are conscious and you build on it and it's a relationship, you don't even have to ask. You don't even have to like give me. He already knows because somehow, somehow you've spoken about it before and it's like, don't worry, it's in front. You don't even have to stress yourself about it. You know, so I consciously called role this difficult. Now, the job wasn't difficult. The company wasn't difficult. It was the um, marketing of the product, the product was, it, it's very, very interesting in Nigeria. It's vaccines and then vac- and vaccines that you have to pay for. And I'm even marketing it for using adults. So it was a very difficult situation. And because I'm a medical sales rep, emphasis on sales, I had to make sales. I don't just have to go out every day and fit to work. But I was doing it now consciously as a test because over time I had learned to experiment. So I was experimenting that if I build a relationship with God and things become to continue doing. So this was why I started it in my head as an experiment, you know. And I started doing that, started going to church, started praying more, started doing everything. Subsequently, so I started raw. So it's um, the business year is really divided in four quarter one, January to March, and so on and so on, so forth. Till we get October to December. So quarter one, I did poorly. Well, I, I won't say I did poorly, but I didn't meet my target. I had like an eighty something percent. It's bad for me, you know. But after quarter one, I now reflected and consciously decided to put God and um, did well in quarter two. I did well in quarter three. I did well in quarter four. Now, quarter two, three, and four combined, I did so well. Had on in quarter one because of the poor start, I made up with it. So for the overall year, I had over a hundred percent. You know, and then at the end of the year, I reflected again, and I'm like, 
nah, there has to be something, you know. I believe God exists. I believe in Jesus. But you see, I always saw it as a give and take relationship. I didn't see it as a you have to be conscious and follow through with it. If you really want to enjoy what you started enjoying, you can't stop, you know. And I'm like, at the end of this experiment, it's like after you've tasted and you've tasted and you've tasted, then you tell yourself, this is good. I love it. So I'm like, okay, so going into 2023, rolled up my sleeves and I'm like, I'm going to be serious with you now. I'm not going to joke with you. I'm not going to, you know, do all that yada, yada, yada I've been doing. Whatever it is you will for me, I'm going there. You know, that was my 2023 mood. And it's like, okay, now let's get to work. Number one. I have this passion for Nigeria, right? As a medical sales representative, my reach is small. And because I want Nigeria to work, I want like to have like a bigger circle that I can influence and all. I started becoming uncomfortable in my role because I was only influencing a very, very small cluster of doctors and you know HCPs that I could reach. So it wasn't what I wanted. It felt like I wasn't doing enough, you know. And then he's like, don't worry. We are getting there. We are getting there. And then something came up last year. A job that, number one, I wasn't qualified for. Number two, I would be the youngest person in that role. And um, I didn't want to apply because I was scared. You know how people tell you, dream big and give God the bill. He can't afford it, you know. Then I was still starting the whole thing back again. Now I didn't want to be too greedy. Yeah, Just give me a little bit. Yeah. Into the thing, you know, a little bit everywhere. And um, he actually did give me a little bit, but or rather I got a promotion in my former office so my circle of influence had increased and that even made it difficult for me again because i'm like at least i now have i want to grow small small i want to grow gradually you know it's like you don't do that with me you you grow in leaps and in bounds this is what i want you to do number one you've wasted three years studying mechanical engineering if you did not waste those three years studying mechanical engineering you would have been three years ahead Mm. you know it's not like you are jumping in the spiritual calendar. You are not jumping. Yeah, right. right. To to be. This is where you are supposed to be by now. So it's not a wait. And then you now waited seven months again before you to do internship. So you are behind my schedule. You are behind my calendar. So stop all this. You know, I was so torn. You know, I was really, really torn that do I leave this company that I love so much, that has given me so much? Do I leave them? And then go to start up a new company, you know, that I know nothing about. And he's like, yes, you should. Yes, that is exactly where I want you to be. You should get your ass. You should get <laughs> up. Leave <laughs> that place. You can't grow anymore there. You can't have that influence anymore there. That even though you were given a promotion, uh-uh, move. It's time to move, you know. 
But you see, yeah, if I had not made up my mind to start talking to God and building that relationship, when this opportunity came, there is no way I would have taken it. No way. Because in my human mind, it was, I won't get it. Mm-hmm. I won't get it. Like, how many years have I done this work? And you now want me to now come and be a country lead. I should come and start the company in Nigeria. What do I know? Where am I going to? And God is like, in your weaknesses, where... It's not been easy, honestly, but I'm not as I can remember. There has never been a time that I put something in God's hand and the result was not excellent, not medium, not average, not almost excellent. The result has always been excellent. So I'm really looking forward to what the future holds in terms of how far I will come with this um, opportunity I have to establish a company working with God, you know, I'm really looking forward to what it's going to look like in future. And um, I wish I had known how easy or how better my life would have been if I was consistent in building a relationship with God, if I was consistent in listening to what he had to say to me, you know. And then I'll go back to my relationship um, oh, you know, you know, I've seen Shigea, but let's ignore this man and focus on the money and all that things, you know. So at the back of my mind, yeah, I had told myself that, you see, yeah, it's also something I did not talk to God about, but um, thankfully I have a boo <laughs> and he's a and he's very understanding and I like the fact he's getting you know, I like the fact that he's getting me now that I am better, now that I'm a better Christian, now that I am a better person in general. Because come to think of it, and I'm telling myself that oh, that the men have been showing me, maybe they was actually doing wrong. Maybe I was always angry. I was always, I was always, you know. So I followed it up with prayer because I'm like, God, I don't want all this uncertainty. Am I supposed to marry? Am I not supposed to marry that? Look, just let me know what I'm supposed to do about this relationship life. You know, so he's not selective as would help you. I feel like I read him along mm-hmm. when I had started. I wouldn't have gone through all that that Lagos men put me through to make me say I don't want to marry again, you know. But before I decided to date this guy, it was a conscious effort with God too, you know. And he has actually been really amazing. But I mean... He just makes decision-making easy for you. So I that one thing growing up and turning 30 that I wish I knew better that, look, he makes things easy for you. He's not, he's not such a, in as much as he is just, he also loves you just in the sense that if you, for lack of a better word, if you misbehave, yeah, he will change it for you, you know, but he still, the fact that he's just a good God and he loves you just makes it all amazing and easy that even if he's angry with you for one second, the next second, it's all lovey-dovey and easy and all. And since I decided to start consciously working with God last year, you know, it's just been a breeze. You know, every aspect of my life has just been easy. I wish I knew, not like there were no people that were telling me this thing. No, it's just that I personally like to experiment. It's not like <laughs> that, that, that you, are. <laughs> you know, Jesus is 
all these things you're saying, pray about it. You know, this difficulty, pray about it. You know, it's why there are a lot of people telling me, I grew up in a Christian home and I have Christian friends that used to give me this advice, but no, I had to try it out on my own. You know, did it on my own and when it didn't work, when I was out of rope, I now decided to go back to God, you know. And if I was consistent, I believe I would have gotten farther than I, I am now. I believe I would have made better decisions, not just in my dating life, but in every other aspect. Because um, there are a lot of times where you make bad decisions too, and it affects you in other ways, like it spoils your moods, like maybe you're driving and then you just, one Lagos bus driver just does rubbish. And then you have a meeting in the next 20 minutes, and the next thing you're doing is you guys are exchanging words on the road. And all that, and then you get into your meeting and you're disheveled, you're even comfortable with somebody that may not even be okay in the head. And you that you're okay in the head, you're outside trading, you know, like he just makes things easy for you. Like Lagos driver driving nonsense, no problem. I'll just be shouting inside my car, but for me to come down and follow them to exchange what I don't do that again. You see, I don't do that again. I now make better decisions. Like in the next 10 minutes, I have to be here. If I come down now, there's no way this argument will end 10 minutes. You know, so I stop listening to the part of me that wants to be angry. When I get home, no doubt I will be angry. I'll be telling myself, you should have come down. You should have, you know, <laughs> even though I cannot fight. this one or two, let him know that you are. But then at the end of the day, I tell myself that don't you feel better that you didn't embarrass yourself in public? Just imagine going out, exchanging words with Danfo driving. Like if he tells me, if he if he insults me, you know, those deep insults that I used to that pain. Enter. <laughs> enter. What do I want to do? Do I want to beat him? You know, I'm not, I, I imagine all these scenarios, you know, after everything has happened, I'm like, it's good that I did not say anything. We manage it like that. He called me, he called me small girl without brain, but it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> you know? So decision-making becomes easier. You make better decisions. And when you make better decisions, I mean, you get your results faster. You know, because you're, you're doing the right things and definitely you get the right result at a faster time. So I believe that is all I have to say and discuss about that uh, yes. I have mentioned earlier and um, focused more on building a relationship with God yeah so yeah thank you so much and so I, I think I really really appreciate that not you you didn't just say oh you wish you had built a relationship with God first and or earlier and just maybe be so very generic about it but you actually did highlight that like instances in your personal life again now where it was very evident that this would have helped you um better so i i really have, yeah. i really do appreciate that and i'm sure like everyone listening actually would i know like i actually wasn't planning to like share any podcast for at least next or three weeks but now i feel like oh my god i need to like i need to like edit this and sort it out and put it out like tomorrow because <laughs> I, I, talk, talk to god you help you <laughs> yeah but but yeah like i think um this really actually helped me myself so i um i think um 
it for someone now so not necessarily um 30 like anyone now because really you you don't have to be 30 before you sort yourself out with god you sort it out at 15 20 the earlier the better really yeah yeah yeah. so for someone that is like okay listening now and is like yeah this this sounds like it would make everything that i'm going through right now much easier so how would you say or what what are those steps i know you did mention um going back going back to church being more attentive in church having your personal study time but if you could highlight maybe like in two three steps those key things and how you've been able to stay consistent as well so i'll tell you something yeah i'll tell you something i hate when people tell me you have to go to church you have to so if someone asks if i ask someone for advice how do i know god better and they tell me go to church do this do that yada 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 i won't answer the person because they are generic and i hate it too so i hate when someone tells me to do it you know but you start reading it to see whether one word you jump out or make you pray your bible streak your, your bible streak or uh, pray you you start praying generically god okay you say i should talk to you what do you want to say let me help me you know it's your heart posture that's the only there is no step once your heart is right god comes in he does the remaining by himself in as much as you might be stubborn and all that but once your heart is right once your heart is look i can't do this without you you see the thing he said when i was like i can't do this job in your weakness is when he's strong. If you're going into having a relationship with God with the mindset that um, this person said it worked for her, so let me go and start doing it. You're doing it with the wrong heart posture. I mean, in as much as I may have started off rocky and all that in the relationship, but if you earnestly want it, he would give you the grace to do it. So, there's no step one, step two. You have to sit down. Like I said, I reflect a lot. It was in my reflection that my heart posture changed. You have to sit back and you have to think to yourself, when has God failed me? My pastor used to say a thoughtful person, is a, or rather a thankful person, is a thoughtful person. And I believe your heart posture begins to change when you are thankful. You think about what he has done before and then you remind yourself of it. And somewhere did, I'm just saying like how my heart was stretching. You know, I I said, I had to think back when had he failed. And I realized I wasn't even thankful for the things he had done. And then I became sorry, you know, and I realized, see, I've realized I can't do this. It's just your heart posture. Just sit down and reflect and ask yourself, what were the things that he has done for me that were so unbelievably good? And then you might even realize that they are so small that small that you didn't even say thank you for them. You know, so you start from there. Work on your heart. Work on being thankful. Work on being showing yourself as weak to him, not to any other evil spirit or egg that will come in. <laughs> Yeah. Work on being vulnerable before God. Like I'm honestly vulnerable and he will do the rest. Going to church will no longer be a chore. You would look forward to it. Like if you miss church on your own accord, not because someone told you anything, you'll be sad. 
you know, if you don't talk to him every just like when you're in a relationship, you want to talk to your boyfriend every day. The thing will be shocking you. You know, that's exactly how it feels when he puts like when you your heart is right. You want to talk to him, you want to talk to your babe or your boo every day. You just can't do without talking to them every day. It comes naturally. Nobody told you to talk to them every day. You do it because you love them. You know, so that's just how it works. So I can't tell you because if someone even tells do this do that the person has lost me i don't i don't like it yeah. you know so that's what i would say yeah like i think this this is still very helpful still so then thank you so much um i think we're actually almost at the end now and i've really enjoyed listening to you i know i, I didn't really say so much because i feel like i was learning lots from listening to you thank um just from that i'm not going to cut in here because i felt like oh i was preaching and i hope i <laughs> So, so um, I think one thing I also realize is sometimes, um, you know, sometimes when you go to church and pastor is preaching, sometimes it feels like, uh, okay, they're bringing up another sermon and maybe they've prepared and they have like all these ready notes and it just feels like a sermon. But when you have conversations with friends and they're just, you're just talking and then before you know it, you start talking about God and it feels more I don't know if it's called intimate. It feels more personal because you can see that, okay, this right now, it's not a performance. This is, we are having a, a, we are having a conversation and like, this is, this is like the live. So it doesn't, it doesn't feel, it doesn't feel performative. It doesn't feel preachy. It just feels like, oh, someone came to meet you for advice and you are just gisting. And I, I think that, that was really how it felt. Yeah. So, it, and, and sometimes, um, I think it's helpful to have, I think that's, that's one thing about, um, so I've been learning recently, like with Christianity, when, if you say you want to grow, you actually need to have like a community around you. You can't just say you're going to church alone and, oh, you just go to church on Sundays and then read your Bible on your own. So you go to church on Sundays, but then pastor is on the pulpit and is talking board or she's on the pulpit she's talking but sometimes you have some questions you have some conversations you have you want to have and having that one-on-one or two or maybe groups of threes fours with people that are like yeah. it, it just feels better it feels more relatable yeah, yeah it feels much more relatable i know sometimes i know we say we shouldn't do it but sometimes we place our pastors on these pedestals where it's like oh my god it's a pastor and all but when you see someone that is not a pastor that you okay like this is a so that quote-unquote that human want yeah so, so like, that was one thing i didn't say so my back and forth and my i never ever ever put the pastor on the pastor i got i just listened to them after that amount you know and i believe that is one way we can lose sight of the relationship with god we start having a relationship with our pastor if this pastor is not preaching you're not happy because sometimes pastor may not be around and then when they don't preach you now miss the message you're supposed to hear because it's not coming from your favorite pastor that you put on a throne so i would also say be careful in this whole, if you decide that you want to start going to church consistently or you enjoy it for your spirit, because I go to church consistently now because it's good for my spirit. It's like every Sunday you get that boost, that injection, you know, that can carry you all through 
the week. You know, it's good morale. It's, it boosts your morale. It's not like you cannot sit down in your house and hear the word of God on your own. No, it's not like God cannot come and sit you down and tell you what that pastor wants to tell you. But there is corporate anointing. So when you're in church, it's like a different experience. I mean, I would pray, I would read my Bible, I can even go to church and exactly what I read in my Bible is what the pastor is talking about. So it's not like God couldn't have told me, but it's like that boost. So I would advise that in everything you're doing, in as much as you need to have a gathering. And like you said, um, I actually have my community of sisters that we talk and all that. But um, it's also important not to lose sight of the reason why you're doing this. Right. So the last question I just want to ask before before we um, are done for today is, so for your third set, do you remember how you celebrated it? How you celebrated your third set? That just happened last year. How old am I? Hey, <laughs> I said I'm me. <laughs> like they're just bringing out my thirty like very wide. But uh-uh. Of course, I remember. So um, it was confusing because I didn't know what to do. Now, I remember I just started having a relationship with God and there were certain things that I used to, I thought I would enjoy that I still wanted to continue doing, but I was feeling off about it. So at first I wanted to have a party, a house party. I wanted a themed party. You know, I uh, I was actually looking at Y2K team, you know, where everybody wear their loud makeup, their buried, their mini skirt, their abortion belts, you know. Mm-hmm. I actually wanted them to go all through the night till the next day. <clears throat> you know, but along the way I was I started losing taste for it. So um I was thinking of what I wanted to do, thinking of what I wanted to, but I knew I wanted to mark it. It's a milestone age, you know. I knew I wanted to mark it. So I knew I wanted to do something. But um, what I had thought I wanted to do started losing taste as my birthday grew closer. And <clears throat> I was running out of ideas. So I'm like, oh, you love to paint. Why don't you invite your friends to join you on a sip and paint event? So I did that. So I sip and paint. I had 10, ah, something interesting. Something interesting happened, and I'm thinking that oh my god, hope I don't. <clears throat> Anyways, <laughs> whatever it is you do to um PDF ID, because my free time I used to play around with Canva and photo grid and all that. So I did this night ID. I even had the hashtag taxi, hashtag T A A T I, you know, <laughs> taxi. Um, just for my friends and also. I sent out the invitation. The invitation had the venue, it had the agenda, it had everything. Then it had the number to RSVP. And then it now had a clause that please, so you will just pay token. Now it cost me a lot of money. And um, I thought it would be nice if my friends, like if we split the bill, I mean, you say you're my friend, you don't have to give me a gift. Your presence is enough, but um, if you could just, split it you know it, it it was actually a lot of money you know for what i wanted to do you would think it's just sip and paint and to be easy but it was a private sip and paint it was not a general one so we had to pay like it was yeah. so i i thought that if i don't have my house party i would not spend all this money but that house party was not hungry me again so i just wanted to do sip and paint and 
lunch, dinner with my friends, and then they go, why me? I stay behind and I had this past session, you know, got full body massage, really felt good. So the interesting thing that happened was because of the clothes, I had this friend. And um, I sent her the IV. So um, for everybody that paid, I was paying. So they were paying 40% of the bill. So for everybody that came, I took 60% of their bill. Okay. So what I asked them to pay was just 40 And then I took 60 So I was praying for people not to complain. <laughs> so for you people not one. Yeah. Now, what I did was I sent out invitation because I, I have a lot of acquaintances that if I send to this person and they hear, they might be offended. Mm. So I sent everybody. And then when I sent, I said, God, I only want 10 people. I, I seriously said, God, I want 10 people. Like I can comfortably pay for 10 people without drinking Gary for the rest of the month. You know, and just cut long story short, I got 10 people by the way. So that was Whoa, nice. <laughs> was good but the process of getting the 10 people you know i had a lot of these people did not know what was going through my mind i'll hear someone say ah i have a meeting no problem before you even finish giving the excuse <laughs> no problem <laughs> you know i already I, I was so like thank god thank you jesus next person because i sent invitation to like 30 35 people wow. you know and then and they're like no problem I'm like yes and then the next person is like ah it's the money. I can't say, ah, no problem. Don't worry. We can always link up another time. You know how maybe at that point in time, because my birthday fell at, falls at a very, very suspicious time. So if you're not working in a particular kind of environment, you'll be broke. Mm-hmm. Because you know how people in January, they usually don't have surprises a lot because everybody has bills to pay. So my birthday, the month of like when Sakpa has squeezed you, it's like salary payments, that kind of period was when I had my birthday, you know. So I invited everybody and you know, I got no, 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 no. Then I got nine yeses. One of the yeses now said, can I come with someone? That's how I now got it then. See, as when I took out, I wanted five people. I believe you would have given me five because I didn't even invite the last person. So it was like a friend I invited. I was like, she wants to come with the plus one. And I'm like, God, was my 10 guest. So I got nine friends, someone who now later became a friend because he attended my birthday. So the interesting thing, I had this friend that, um, you know, every other person was giving their excuse. Some said it because of the money. They were polite about it, you know. So, yeah, I would say I enjoyed my birthday. But that's really, I'm so happy I, I celebrated the way I was happy. I, I was, um, I wanted, because I really enjoyed it. It wasn't what I had planned, but it was still cool. It was still really, really nice, you know. And even though that wanted to put a stench to that, um, I'm happy I didn't respond because if I responded, then yes, to that put a stench. And then the whole happiness, the joy and everything would have just gone. And then two months later, I was, because see, my my tattoo, it was in my head till December. I was still, I was so happy. I was contented. You have no idea. I was looking forward to it. So it was all like, now turning 31 and I'm like, oh God, I don't know. I, I'm not saying I want to die. I don't want to die. Or I like it. I, I want to turn 40. I want to turn 50. But I mean, I was still, oh my gosh, I'm finally in 30. So I was high. 
for a long on that high when i say high you get not like um drugging <laughs> like up to december so so yeah that was how my 30th birthday went and the advice everybody to celebrate see even if you don't celebrate then to celebrate your 30th birthday in long time you just sit down and be thinking about it and be like yes i did that anyhow you want to celebrate uh-huh. you celebrate it yeah. eh? So I'm actually my bed my bed is still all doing December anyway, but I'm I'm not sure how I want to celebrate it, which is to be honest, which is one of the reasons why I ask this question on all the podcasts, because I'm just trying to like shop around for ideas, like okay, what could I potentially do? But yeah, I actually I, I do plan to market, but I'm I'm just not yeah. sure what I want to do about it yet. So sorry that your comfort. Do something that you are comfortable in. Oh. You know? So I had like friends, so everybody was just gisting with each other. It felt like home. Mm-hmm. You know, just do something you are If going to the beach and twerking or whatever makes you comfortable, I mean, I don't support ah. 40 years. You learned from me. <laughs> so, you know, the, the high, the next milestone age, I will mark like this, eh? you will see me. So <laughs> I'm already Thinking, ah, my 40th birthday, they will buy a shrebi. Yeah. But yeah, it's just, it just, it just helps you to look forward. Like, it helps, it, it's like an appetizer to like look towards 40. Like, if you celebrate it and you enjoy it. If you don't enjoy it, there's a possibility that you may not want to celebrate or mark any milestone because, like, uh, the last time you had milestone, mm-hmm. this was what happened. Epicable. Celebrate it and you enjoy it. It's like, okay, see what can happen when you actually allow yourself celebrate yourself because a lot of times people don't do that. You wait for people to celebrate you. So I advise that if your friends are not planning any surprise for you, surprise yourself. Surprise yourself as in <laughs> the flowers. Buy it for yourself. Good from me to me, you know. So I'd advise that you celebrate it and then you have something to look forward to, you know, like ah, when I turn 40. Because I mean, I'm thinking I want to celebrate my 31st birthday, but I'm like, what's the excuse? Just that one. <laughs> I know, right? So, yeah. so I have to look forward to 40 and I have, have like how many years to plan it. So ah, they should fear my return. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I was discussing. I wasn't so sure how I would feel discussing, um, especially about myself, because um, yeah. But this was fun. Thank you for inviting. Yeah, it was podcast. fun. I, I actually did enjoy. I really did enjoy um talking with you, and thank you so much again. I know you're busy. I know you may probably jump back on some work thing right after this so thank you so much for taking time out and then as i said like you know you did mention that oh i don't really know what i want to say <laughs> i don't really have a lot to say but yeah i think you did have a lot of important, yeah important things to say really important things so yeah thank you so much again and yeah thank you for listening if you enjoyed this episode Please follow us on everywhere you listen to podcasts so you can stay up to date on our latest episodes. Also, follow us on Instagram at turning30 with CC Kumi so you can stay up to date with um, everything we have for you. Thank you so much and see you in the next episode.